Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Sisterhood podcast, where we are a stand for the EAN. We're here to help you make a meaningful difference in a magnificent living. Your bodacious host is Jeanette Anderson. She's your irreverent guide to being bold, brilliant, and brave. So grab your wine, a way to take notes, and strap in. Because this is a no BS, value-packed tour through topics that you need to know about now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Purpose and Profit Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Jeanette Anderson, and today I'm here with the fabulous Yvonne Hyman. Did I pronounce that right? I forgot to check that with you. It's it's a cute little American accent. I love it. It's like Yvonne, so it's a little bit more open, mm-hmm. but I always love that that American accent. A friend of mine does that Yvonne too, and I'm like, it's cute. So how do you how do you say your full name? It's Yvonne Hyman. It's okay. like it's like Wally, just like the E on the end. That's how I start my name. Ah, uh, okay. Yvonne Hyman. All right. Well, we'll we'll get there. So today we're going to be talking about SOAR, the ultimate framework to create the business of your dreams. And um, you do business efficiency consulting and business alignment coaching. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Yvonne, and then we're going to go into uh, finding out more about her and her SOAR uh, methodology. So um, here's here's a, some good information for you. So Yvonne Hyman is the CEO and founder of AskYVI.com and the leading ClickUp evangelist, as well as a passionate business efficiency and scalability consultant, mindset coach, NLP master practitioner, and speaker. Using her knowledge of over 15 years running multiple businesses, she helps her clients organize, strengthen, and streamline their businesses into profitability and success. Yvonne is a force to be reckoned with. When her husband died, she was determined to not only resume her passion for building, bulletproof businesses, but also to make sure that those who did, those who go through something similar can find the same solace and excitement in entrepreneurship that she did. That's a beautiful way to repurpose something that's happened to you. Um, Her work is driven by a vision of a world where digital entrepreneurs not only make a thriving, a living doing what they are passionate about, but also thrive and wear their passions as badges of honor. Great line, I love that. So welcome Yvonne, I'm so glad you're here. And Thanks for having me. Condolences on the loss of your husband, that's a big thing to, to go through, but I love that you've taken that and deepened your commitment to supporting others and being expressed and passionate and profitable, that's a, beautiful commitment. So tell me a little bit more about you. Tell us something people wouldn't guess about you by reading your bio or going to your website. Ah, I might actually be be passionate and loving, but I will fight you for my German chocolate. <laughs> so my close, my close friends know me. I am that's one of the few things I miss from Germany is certain foods, salamis, in, but especially the sweets. Uh-huh. So when I do share my German sweets from care packages my mom sent or that I expensively bought in the States, people know they're really close to my heart. Everybody else better not touch them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. And where are you right now? Where do you where do you live now? 
I am enjoying sunny, sunny San Diego because after 24 years born and raised in Germany, my opinion is four seasons are overrated. We, yeah. don't, we don't need them. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm currently in Calgary, Alberta. I live a mobile lifestyle and it's already snowing here and I'm all, I'm like ready to go, but I can't go away somewhere warm until January 4th. Well, I'm choosing not to. And I'm trying really hard not to be too bitter about it because I'm not a big fan of winter. So I have to admit, I got used to it really quick. So when we get below the 70s um, for a Celsius people, when we get past that 27, 26 range, yeah. I now pull out the down jacket. So <laughs> we get we get used to being comfortable way too fast. Exactly. Exactly. So how long have you been helping entrepreneurs grow their business? Oh my God, without even realizing it since probably 2012, 2012, something around that area. That was still back in the day when I did web design and helped them with social media. And specifically that that turning point was when when Pete, my husband, passed away in 2014. And I was looking, I'm like, his business, my business. And I'm like, people are coming to me for web design and they leave on with full-on business coaching. This needs to change. Right. And that's when, when I actually realized all the things I've been doing for my clients and with my clients. And that's when, when the whole thing started to shift. Right. That makes sense. Um, either a lot of people um, tend to come to entrepreneurship and especially coaching, either from looking for solutions to a problem they had which is part of it is for you, but also it also can be an evolutionary process where you get good at something and then you start giving that to others and then you start charging others for that. It can be that evolutionary growth. So that sounds like it's part of that for you as well. Um, what is, what is your, why, why do you care so much about the work that you do and helping uh, people be more efficient in their business? Because I've been there. And especially with the, with the next evolution of the business, I want specifically women to be able to make their own decision and not decisions based on fear. Mm -hmm. um, when P passed away, I had lost everything. I literally started from zero. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a life insurance. There was nothing. Um, that in combination with having been also in narcissistic relationship thereafter for four years and having friends that are like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or my boyfriend says I'm not good enough for this. And, and just that that general stigma that is still around women in business. Mm -hmm. I want every single woman out there to be able to make a decision based on their wants not on their needs mm -hmm. and not on their wallet, which means us being financially stable mm -hmm. is the goal. Right. So how do we do that? We yeah. take what we are passionate and driven about and turn it into a business. And I know some, some are out there like, don't build a business on a passion. I believe in building a business on a passion because if I don't have a passion for it, I'm not going to do it. However, we need to prepare for when that passion turns into an actual business and you might get bored about talking about the same thing and doing the same thing over. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think um, if, 
we need passion to kind of kickstart the commitment, mm -hmm. but commitment can trump passion because if we're truly committed, it doesn't matter if we don't feel like doing it that day. So we need the cash, passion to kickstart us and to get us really, truly, deeply committed to being that difference, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. So so tell us a little bit about, you, you came up with some ways to help people build more sustainable business and you call it your SOAR framework. So tell us a little bit about that. So SOAR stands for systemize, optimize, automate, review, and then rinse and repeat. And what that pretty much is, it allows us to framework how we can scale, how we can grow a business sustainably, because we go through this process of systemizing, optimizing, automating, then reviewing what has happened and getting the data from it, and then starting over again in our different areas of our business. We do that with our processes, we do that with our tools, but we also do that with our people. Mm. Now, systemizing people sounds a little bit bad, <laughs> but it actually isn't. What it means is no matter if it's you as the COO, if that is a team member, if that is a group of people, when I, to match it into my framework, systemize people, what that pretty much says is we are digging deeper into your personality, into your goals. What drives you? What do you want to do? What excites you? I've seen it so often that people are in a position where they are like, yeah, I, I can do that. I'm pretty good at it. It doesn't excite me. I'm not jumping out of bed in the morning. Guess what? You're going to get just as much results from them in that position as, yeah, I, I know how to do it, but I'm not excited about it. Now, if they are excited about what they are doing and it aligns with their personal values and their goals where they see themselves, now suddenly what they bring to the table just exponentially grows. They, they are better at content writing. They are better at imagery. They are better at systems, all the things. So diving really deep into that specific person, their personality and how that aligns with our business allows us to give our team more room because they're usually faster at what they do. So it doesn't take them as long. They don't need as much hours. Cool. Take Friday off if your job is done. But we also get better results out of them. What that means in our processes is often enough, it becomes simpler where you don't have that much admin work anymore. You can run templates now because you figured out that this process is, this task needs to be done, this here, there, and all the things. Sweet. For the next time around, I turn that into a template. Mm -hmm. Once I'm through the process and it needs to be really this process of systemizing first, then polishing it up by optimizing, then you automate the thing. Mm -hmm. Then you review what worked, what didn't work, what data are we getting back? And we start from the beginning again. And now suddenly you have a well-oiled machine because your team is excited about what they are doing and how they get to engage with your company and work with and for you. Mm -hmm. Your processes are smoothly sailing because you've been systemizing, optimizing and automating them. And then going through and cleaning up that tool collection. I'm like, 
how 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 many how many of your audience has lifetime deals they totally forgot they're sitting still on the shelf mm -hmm. looking through them and really deciding which ones to go for potentially even going with a paid one rather than the lifetime deal you have sitting around because they talk easier to you and you can connect them rather than using a third-party tool and all those things and really systemizing how you use your tools yeah now suddenly really you have this whole package of perfect team perfect processes and perfect tools but let me tell you nothing ever is really perfect we just try to get there i was just gonna say that <laughs> on the way to being perfect um or on the way to being excellent uh so let's back up a little bit in terms of one of the things that you said with systemizing team or getting everybody on the same page mm -hmm. it's really understanding and connecting with your values so that you can bring in team members that have similar values and that you can be aligned around that how do you um advocate that people clarify their values and how does that play into um systemizing optimizing etc how do you use that how do you apply that apply values so for me, when I talk about values, it's it's different than when you decide your values and mission for your company. When I talk values, um, I actually elicit them for my clients. It's a process where I get your conscious mind all busy and I tap into your unconscious mind by really quick asking you questions and go through through a quick little process literally if it's your personal values or if it's business values they each run about 30 minutes to run them and get get a 10 um 10 strong list we usually don't need more the five first ones are the most important ones and what that does i literally have mine up there which is why i'm looking to my to my right right now for example my life values that we figured out with another nlp practitioner of mine um, security, support, and strength are my first three ones. So knowing that security and support are my two first values unconsciously, I didn't decide on them. That's just what came out, means VIP days might not be a good offer for me as a coach because it doesn't bring really much security because you constantly have to bring in new clients for VIP days. Mm -hmm. So to, to generate that security, chances are a membership or something ongoing that I don't constantly have to sell into probably brings more of that safety feeling than a VIP or one-off uh, one day mm -hmm. in combination with that whole support thing. And support can go both ways. A group offer that is an ongoing offer is probably giving me and feeding into the, those values that I care about. And that's how we implement this, for example, on how do we figure out which there are so many ways of offering your services. How do you figure out which one is for you? Because they say VIP day is the thing to go. The other ones say membership is the thing to go. You are the only one who can really make that decision what's right for you. And that's how we do that using values. Yeah. Um, that also means we can use the same process with, okay, 
does the team member really see themselves in our company in five years or is one of their goals going out for themselves and starting an own business? Um, is a team member more engaging and more outgoing and more what we consider an extrovert? Cool, put them potentially in front of the camera, bring them more out there, let them have fun with the community. Or are they more systems oriented and they're thinking in lists? I'm thinking about one of my team members here. He's like, I barely get, get an icon of, yes, I read that because he's usually like, cool, she told me what to do and he's off to the races and he takes care of it and he does the list and he does the SOPs and it's like, you just see him when he's done and is like, here it is. <laughs> so knowing all of that between personality types and really digging into the values and the goals allows us to build this business again around us, what we want to accomplish, but also align it with the team. So I, I agree with all of that and think that's a wonderful as part of building a team, and I'm I'm expanding my team right now. So in this process right now of really understanding uh, who they are, what their strengths are, what they aren't, and how to capitalize on on what they do want to do rather than trying to force fit them into a box that may not fit. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs get kind of overwhelmed by all the things to do. So yes, we want to systemize and optimize and, and do all of these things and automate and, and revise. Where do we start? What order should people do things in, um, in order to not get overwhelmed with all the things to do? How do you there's, start? There is one, this is actually the most simple answer. And I've, I've missed it in the past too, where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, there's so much going on, right? Especially with me living in systems, I do all the things and I'm one to never finish things. That's yeah. why I have luckily my team. So this is this is a really common question. And the answer is so simple. Your moneymaker. Mm. What is your moneymaker? Your clients, your client process, your client journey. And interestingly, this is exactly the goodie that I have for your audience too as a freebie where the client journey often is thought as just how do I bring clients in and how do I get the money? Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop there though. It's the, how do I get recognized? How do I get that brand recognition? How do, how do they find me? Mm -hmm. Once they found you, how can they easily sign up with you? There is so often that disconnect of guys, you don't even have an easy link to your office or even just your regular website on, on your Instagram. Yeah. Make it easy for people to jump on a discovery call with you to, to say, Hey, take my money, whatever it is, you need to make it easy. Then you have the onboarding process. You have the payment process meaning make it make it nice and fun for them to come on make it easy tell them what to expect don't assume they know right. heck i don't often know what is next in the onboarding i have to look at my own onboarding process mm -hmm. how do you work with them when they are an active client especially if you work longer with them are you doing gifts in the beginning how do you make them feel special are you asking them for their birthday do you have their shipping address in, in case you want to send something out? Mm -hmm. What's their offboarding process? Don't just be like, hey, you're done, bye. Yep. 
how do you make that offboarding process nice? What do they need? Especially back in the day when I was web designer, all the logins they need and all the stuff and all the handoff and at least a little bit of how to. But it doesn't stop there. And that's where I fell short for the longest time too. How do you turn those, you took care of them now, they're past clients, they're done with the job, but how do you turn them into recurring business? Mm -hmm. How do you entice them to refer you to other potential clients to potentially come back? Do they know what the next steps could be in working with you? And what we did and the freebie I have for your audience today is really that workbook of sitting down and, and going through and we made it really easy in those steps to just fill in and get the idea of, you know what, a little bit of gift right when they come on is actually fun. Let's do that. So how do you do that? What information do you need for that? And making it really easy to lay out that money maker process, that client journey for you, because that's the most important process in your business. And then you start dabbling into the other ones and they will pop up literally by themselves when you build out that client journey where it's like, oh, we could automate that or we could do that. And the other processes that need your attention will just make themselves known. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, revenue generation is the number one thing that a business has to have or it won't survive. Um, and it's often the thing that gets put down the list by most entrepreneurs, myself included at times, when it really is number one. Um, so part of, you mentioned your gift, so let's just talk about that for a moment. You've got the ultimate guide to streamline your customer journey. So tell people about that and where they can go and get it. So it we really tried it to make it as simple as possible because I know processes can be overwhelming. It's a workbook that is also linked to a video that walks you through what that client journey means, what you should pay attention to. And then you have that workbook to really sit down, go grab a coffee, sit on your patio and spend, you don't even need that long, half an hour, 45 minutes to just jot down ideas of what you want to do. And then you will get in the email sequence additional resources that help you really turn that into an automated process. And you all can find that at askevy.tips. That's A-S-K-Y-V-I dot tips forward slash client journey. Hey, awesome. I love that. So I put it into the chat below this, and it'll also be in the speaker show notes on uh, Apple and Spotify and all of our uh, podcast platforms. So you can go and get that and download that for free. And then don't just download it, actually do the work, fill in the workbook, do the work. Um, and how can people find out more about you or how can they connect with you more? The easiest and the most active I am on Instagram. That's when you see when I get my new chocolate delivered for my mom. And if you have any questions going through the workbook, feel free to join the community and just ask your questions right there. AskEB.tips forward slash community. AskEB.tips forward slash community. Okay. Correct. Awesome. And, and so tell us a little bit very quickly uh, before we wrap up with a last thought to leave people with. Um, you've been talking a lot about systems and create a system for this and optimize that and, and get SOPs in place. Many entrepreneurs tend to resist structure and systems and processes. I know I'm one of the people who's great at creating it for other people, but I hate 
powering my own systems. So how do people get past that resistance? Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this that the word system is just the side of, of, you know, death kind of thing. Oh my God, I went into entrepreneurship to have freedom. And now you tell yeah. me I'm supposed to go in a box. Yeah, and mm -hmm. create all these systems and processes that I have to follow and fit in and do consistently. How do people, how do would you advise they wrap their brain around that? Now, the funny thing is, I am similar to you. I am great at the big picture and the frameworking it. I brought a team member in that takes care of the nitty gritty implementation implementation of things. Mm -hmm. um, most of my clients come to me with the exact same thing. It's like, Evie, really, I went into this for, for, for my passion. I want to do something. I left the nine to five to not be a nine to five. Yep. And I have to tell you, we are we are humans of habit. We are creatures of habit, which means this system and this putting things in a box of how do you do things, having those lists ready, having subtasks ready, having checklists ready, actually saves you so much brain power throughout the day and therefore so much time. Back in the day when I was building websites, I built thousands and thousands of websites. And every single time I'm like, did I get this from a client? Do I have this? Did I SEO this page? Do I need to check back? And suddenly there were three hours gone and I didn't get anything done. That's frustrating at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Now I get it. I have to develop certain habits too when we change things. Or it's like, Evie, go check your inbox in the morning and check in with the team to make sure they are fine. It is an ongoing process to really get into the habit mm -hmm. of doing a couple of things. And for me, the easiest is having an executive assistant that literally just tells me what to do. Mm. So I don't actually, I know what needs to get done, how and why. Mm -hmm. But then handing it off to my executive assistant that says, Evie, on Monday morning, you do this, you do that, and you do that. She also knows when I want to have time off or anything, and we plan for an overflow, Mm -hmm. But I literally get tasks. So I don't have to think about what to do, when to do it, and how to do it because we took care of all of that. Yeah. And that just opened up your brain and your time so much. Yes. I promise you it's worth it. I love it. Okay. Well, very quickly before we leave a uh, final thought, tell us about ClickUp because you've got it there on your screen beside you mastering the basics of ClickUp and it was in your intro and not everybody knows what that is. So what is ClickUp? Back in the day when I did my first ClickUp video, I used to say ClickUp is like Asana and Trello had a baby on steroids. Um, <laughs> ClickUp has grown since then, but it's pretty much that. ClickUp is a project and task management tool that I've been using since 2018 because I got mad with Asana. They wanted to make me buy five seats. Mm. Um, why I love ClickUp is because it's so versatile. However, because it's so versatile, it's going to show you where your processes fall short. Mm. So it's, again, there is a lot, I have a lot of videos, content creation, admin run, all the things, how to run your business in ClickUp. And you can make it work to your mind. I'm a type A. I love my lists and all the things, but I have a lot of creative people. So I can move things around. I can customize views. I can do all the things. 
And that's why I fell in love with ClickUp. And as you mentioned, the book is literally on the final phase of being formatted right now and coming to Amazon to really help everybody get those basics and the foundation of ClickUp down mm -hmm. so that you know how to make all the magic happen and can just focus on kicking booty in your business. Okay. I like that. Um, so, and I currently use Asana. So what you're saying is it's more um, affordable than, than having to get the five seats in Asana and, and works better than Asana does. I'm going to go check it out. I don't want to migrate systems, but I'm in the it, process of migrating. Migrating systems is quite a thing. One, one of the things, and maybe Asana has changed it. One of the things that still baffles me is like one assignee per task in Asana. Yeah. You know how often we collaborate? I wouldn't survive in my processes with one assignee, but that's me. And I also know moving, moving project management tools can be quite daunting and a lot of work. Yeah, but right. if you've got the right system that actually supports you, then it's worth moving. So I, for instance, am using Cartran in my business, but it doesn't have good sales tracking um, and, and or a very good, like it doesn't have a sales process CRM. It just mm -hmm. has a record, records, but not a way to track them and diarize them and capture the communications easily, things like that. So I'm moving to go high level because it just won't do what we needed to do. And yeah. as much as that's a lot of work and expense, you got to have systems that actually do what you need them to do. I've lost so much money by not being able to track my sales process and mm -hmm. where people are at in my funnel. Yeah. Uh, so it's worth it just so that I can actually do that number one thing, which is revenue generation. Um, all right. What's one last tip that you would give people? So, um, women business owners, what's one thing you would tell them about how to truly soar that they need to wrap their brain around? Stop listening to other people and start building your own business. Mm. Yes, we can go out and learn from other people, but you are the only one that can make the decision what's right for you. Love it. And what will work and what you will actually work with versus what you won't do. So I couldn't underscore that anymore if I tried. Um, lots of women who get stalled, well, and men who get stalled in their business are likely stalled because it's the wrong solution at the wrong stage or the wrong solution or system for them. So find what works for you. I think that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Yvonne. And thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And I love the stand that you are for women to get structure under them. Someone once told me, and I resisted it for decades, that there is freedom in structure. There really is. Tremendous freedom in structure. And I can see you are a big advocate for that. It probably comes out of some of your German heritage of being very organized and structured. And that can be a really big benefit to mm -hmm. help us really grow the business a lot quicker and easier. So if you want to connect with Yvonne, where's a good place for them to go to connect with you? So you mentioned Instagram, but tell them what your website is. The website is askev.com. So again, A-S-K-Y-V-I.com. And I'm literally on every single social media platform. If you look for Ask EV, I'm there. I'm monitoring all comments and inboxes. You just get to see the most on Instagram. Awesome. All right. Uh, you must be busy. That and organized with your team. So being organized helps with all that busy. So thanks so much for being here, Evie. I appreciate you. And uh, go check her out, Yvonne Hyman at 
askevyvi.com. Have a very supportive, structured week this week, everybody. Um, think about putting systems in place, especially for your customer journey and those revenue generating activities and see whether or not you don't do that a lot quicker, easier, and therefore more profitably. Take care and have a bodacious week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, comment, and share. Now go be the difference only you can be.